I'm a traveling man Made a lot of stops All over the world And in every port I own the heart Of at least one lovely girl I'm a pretty senorita Waiting for me Nights. We're back in orange. Orange is the new black. This is Bold Perceptions. Got a recurring guest on. Last time we talked was about a year ago. And now he's down here in Playa del Carmen. When we recorded last, we were sitting in, I think it was snowy at that time, Par Lake in the office. You were listing off your life, the past 68 countries you, were, you went to. I mean, it was just story after story. It was a great vibe. It was when I got back from... Copenhagen, so we were bonding on it. At that time, we hadn't seen each other for a couple of years, and uh, then we reconnected. And now it's great to see you again a year yeah, later. Pleasure being down here, Mr. Hackett. Um, talk to the people. How you been? Uh, not too bad, man. You know, been down here visiting our buddy Jake, seeing yourself. Uh, finally getting out of the country for the first time since let's see, it would have been january i was down in brazil but after that yeah i've been taking it easy it was down in arizona last time i talked to you actually uh that's when you went to arizona exactly it was right before that so i ended up getting all my pilot's licenses got my uh commercial flight instructor license certified flight instructor and uh teaching over in uh flying cloud over in minnesota i'm just racking up my hours trying to get to the airlines living a a humble life with humble perceptions (laughs) that's funny you talked about humble perceptions and that's what's crazy because you were living a crazy crazy life before that and then like a lot of people and a lot of things happened in uh this year with the covid like a lot of shit changed quick and for you to be able to adapt that way and get your things straight and to go from adventure to this kind of calm life just grinding it out let's talk about that like how have you managed to do it going from you know the heights you were at to you know now living a, a normal life quote unquote yeah, I mean, I don't know. This year's been weird for everybody with COVID. I mean, everybody's had their own experience. But uh, I'm I'm lucky in the sense that I got to take the time. I wouldn't have been able to travel anyway. I, we've been talking the last time. My last five years have been dedicated to solely going around, bouncing country to country. And this year, borders shut down. And, like, that option didn't even exist, even if you wanted it to be. So it gave me the chance to, to put my head down and just grind towards a, a long-life goal of mine, which was becoming a pilot. And all this time, you know, I was working. I was a student. I was paying to fly. And finally i got the the first job i'm, I'm happy to go to a couple months back i, I like my students I, I like going out to fly I, I like what i'm doing i'm just excited building time for the airlines for you know what's down the road when borders open up again when i have my flight benefits back and i'm able to just bounce wherever i want for free whenever i want yeah i mean so in my opinion it was the best thing that ever happened to you because you got to really knock out this hard part of your life to get to the the long-term goal and you're not, you weren't tempted by the the traveling that you you love so much so i mean overall don't you think it was good for you to delay this groundwork what happened well yeah that's that's what i'm saying at the at the end of the day 2020 covid it was it was a great thing because if covid didn't happen borders will remained open i had some people i knew abroad i still got my buddies back in spain i had some stuff going on in brazil and i've been bouncing around and I don't think everything will have gone as fluidly as far as you know my whole pilot career and everything like that goes so uh, came back to Minnesota, got a job there, and then, like I said, now it's just basically taking it easy with this whole COVID thing. It's it's waiting until borders open up again, getting back to, to doing what I love. But for now, down visiting you guys in Mexico, borders open here, and it's, it's a nice break. It's a nice relaxation. It's the first time over the last year I really had the chance to kick my feet back. 
Yeah, so speaking of this, because I go through it, I have been, um, when you're traveling a lot and you start getting that homesick and you want some comfort and you want to, you know, stop just living on dopamine and, and adrenaline, uh, you don't want too much comfort because then you go crazy too, I feel. Like I was back home for a little bit and I was already getting sick of it. I needed to get uh, out. Stir crazy, yeah. yeah how, how do you handle that? Like after you've seen so much, done so much, how are you able to stay happy and, and find you know, that, uh, you know, what makes you excited to live life? I mean, yeah, it's become basically that's, that's why I got into aviation in the first place. It's, it's a career I can genuinely see myself doing. It's the only job I've ever had where I actually like going to work. As far as students go, it's, it's kind of a funny job because you take these people who have never flown an airplane before and they try to kill you. (laughs) They try, they try to do ridiculous stuff and it's my job, you know, to teach them to make learning experiences out of it. And that's how I get my adrenaline fixed these days, too. I mean, going up on a plane with someone who's never flown before, they'll, they'll try to do stuff. And it keeps me on my toes. And it's genuinely a job that I can, I can work eight hours a day and I go home and I have stories already. And then it's, it's something while living back in Minnesota, it, it keeps me on my toes enough where I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. Can I see myself doing it for the next five years? No. I want to get back to doing, you know, the living life I've been living, traveling around. But... For now, I'm getting my fix in like that, yeah. I think the big thing is you got to um, be able to handle your issues or find happiness anywhere you are. I think the traveling is a quick band-aid, but it, as you get in a couple months into the traveling, all of a sudden your issues that you had when you were stuck at home kind of come back, right? And almost they amplify because you're in a foreign world all alone. And that's something I've really tried to figure out is where's the balance between the oxytocin, the adrenaline, the dopamine, settling, uh, adventure, because, you know, you can't keep going because you burn out. You got to find some sort of peace. But then you find a peace and you're like, I want to go get burnt yeah, out yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. Like, so how, this Where's balance the is medium? like the, the happy medium is the ultimate thing for like a traveler or anyone kind of striving to get something, uh, some sort of high out of life. I don't know. Well, I mean, everybody has their own happy medium, too. You met people down here in Playa, for sure, that probably lived here five, six years. They're expats who just made a life and they couldn't be happier living in Playa. It depends on what you want to do. You've been here, what, two, two, months. two months now? I mean, you've been going on these vacations, a little few days here, a few days there. But I, I don't know. For me, for example, I'm a person. I, I love this city. This is the coolest place I've been in Mexico so far. But I couldn't see myself here for more than, like, this me personally, two weeks. I'd get my beach fix in. You know, I'd have my fun going around here. But I'd want to move on to the next thing. So I think it comes down to the individual and then just what, what you want out of life is a tip for um, any travelers listening to this, which is really neat because random people around America have hit me up and they actually came down to fly here um, to talk. And I got to fuck, I got to meet you, Tommy and uh, uh, Neo. But a uh, tip that's helped me out is get that discipline. Uh, go stay with the locals, not the bad part. Don't stay where all the action is because you can find a party every freaking night. You can be on the beach every day. But get in that routine, find your coffee shop. I love waking up early, getting my shit done, get a nice local lunch, and then I can find time to do my exploring, do my day trips, do my dating. Um, but if you just live like a vacation, you're fucked. You're totally fucked. Well, yeah. No, any place I go, it's it's you try to find old reliables. You, you know, you end up staying at a place and you walk around and maybe find a cafe you like in the morning, keep going there, get used to knowing the people there. You know, that's how you start socializing, become one, not a local there, but a regular face. You're walking by, I, I love playing soccer, for example. I always try when I pass soccer fields, I'll just try to get in the game. It's a great way to meet people. You finish playing, maybe they're going to the beach after, doing whatever after, they'll invite you to that. And you start getting into these habits that get you in the groups, that get you into this, you, you get this whole new 
you establish yourself basically community. in these other countries. Yeah, community. Um, as I've been here, Hackett, you've been speaking Spanish, Portuguese, uh, obviously English. I think it's pretty neat, man. And the way people look at us, some people in this little cafe, he just started spitting Portuguese to them and they're just looking at us like, what the hell? Um, it's kind of like a little superpower you got. Uh, yeah, man. Like I said, that's what I studied. It's, it's, it's fun to break it out here in Mexico. It's not as big of a deal. I guess they, they have a lot of Americans down here who know a good amount of Spanish, but me being a little blonde kiss, it's just funny to break out my back pocket when they start talking shit behind my back or whatever, you know, might come up along the way. But, uh, no, it's something I worked hard for over the years too. It was, it was the two years I was talking about in your last podcast over in Spain. Uh, some I really had to work for, and it's it's some I've I've almost forgot I had over the last few years. So it's kind of cool to break out the the fruits of my labor, being down here in Mexico, and just just being able to have a time. Now, for some people who um, uh, are worried to go to different countries because they don't speak that language, I don't speak any language. I speak um, a little pickup for Spanish and Italian, enough to get my foot in the door. But I have like the opposite view, is where I want them. I this is really American, right? is like i want them to come into my frame so they can stutter and they can try to speak english which is great because a lot of people want to learn english and i think um it would be really neat to speak all these different languages probably take me a lot of time i wish i knew how to do it but for the listener who's afraid to go travel somewhere because the language barrier you it depends on where you go but you could get by just fine with people that know english or want to try to learn it and if not i'm telling you some of the best times i've had have been over google translate or just the vibe where you don't even talk to each other you talk with you know your body language which is like 90 percent of your communication um anyways your thoughts on that i mean yeah absolutely like like we're talking about portuguese spanish you go to south america and i'm comfortable here but the africa asia you get to a certain point where you get a feel for people and who they are and it's really funny, too, if, if you go to Asia, certain countries, just trying to get by with people just through motions of your hands, or maybe you get to a certain point in a conversation where just neither of you can get your message across. <laughs> and it, it's funny, first it's an adventure. of all. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's an adventure. And, and the whole language barrier, having to overcome it with, you know, whether it be hand gestures and funny stuff like that, it, it opens up this whole new, we can't communicate fluently, so how are we going to get by with one another? And, I agree. It opens up a bunch of new opportunities just by seeing the vibes of the people and not maybe being able to articulate word for word exactly what you want or what you want to get across. I think it definitely turns into a game because it's, it's a different thing than normal life. Like the autopilot, like it brings out kind of the fun, uh, laid back, goofy feeling that gets people like, uh, you know, out of their day to day life and sometimes that day-to-day life's not always fun and you're going through the same routine also now you're trying to talk to this you know this dumb gringo and you're having a conversation with your hands it's fun it adds like excitement to life i'd hack it i know when you got in here about a week ago you took a you got a rental and you were going to do a little road trip and they always talk about be careful with the rentals because they're trying to fuck you like i got screwed in cozumel with my scooter a story i'll tell after yours um Talk about this little road trip and kind of you've been sh- shaking down while you're here and there's a couple little funny things that happen yeah we had a good time driving around our, our car company they did all right with us i spoke with the guy a little bit we got along well but uh driving through the mexican countryside was funny because at first our, our first few days in the trip we were going you know five under the speed limit the whole time very conservative with everything we were doing and our ride back to cancun i mean we were going 50 over the limit passing cop cars and it's, it's just funny getting comfortable with the territory. But riding along through the Mexican countryside, I mean, taking us through all these towns, we were talking about it earlier. It's, it's, 
insane how these people grow up. It's, it's the weirdest thing about being here in Mexico is this borders the U.S. And you forget that at times. We are right next door. And you watch through all these random towns we're going to, these, these five, six-year-old kids who just try to wave you down. They have little red flags, whatever, to their parents' restaurant. We were talking about we grew up, we play wiffle ball together, we go swimming in the lake. We do That, that, was, that was our childhood. We go play outside. These kids, they wave down cars on the side of the road to go get food from their parents or get whatever. And best case scenario for them, you know, they, they end up with food on the table. So it's just been crazy seeing the poverty aspect of it. It's nothing new. I mean, with all the travels you see us all over the world, you realize how damn lucky we are to be in the United States in the first place. And then um, our rights as well. Uh, we were talking about that as well with Mexican police. Uh, have you been shaking down here yet? No, I, I'm not the, quite the naughtiest boy, and I stay out of bad areas late at night. But hold on, talk about that rental car too, and then after talk about the shaking down. I mean, yeah, but as, as, as far as the rental car goes, no. I mean, we, we read a bunch of stuff online saying that they, they try to get you at the end of it saying, oh, they won't mark stuff at the beginning and there's dings in it. And they'll say, oh, was this you? And to be honest with you, we heard of that happening. We we're really scared of it. And nothing ended up coming out of that. Because you, you made friends with the guy, though. Like you yeah, were- yeah, because I was, I, was, I was BSing with the guy 15, 20 minutes at the beginning of it. And he was cool with me. He asked, uh, he, because he's marking all this stuff down. He's like, yeah, I don't tell my boss when I get back that, that I'm helping you with all this stuff. So I think, like, we were talking about the language barrier aspect. Stuff like that, it kind of helps you cut some corners. Because if it was him just with me there and then just speaking loudly in English, getting the minimal point across... He might just think I'm a dumb gringo and try to take advantage versus like being able to be personable with him. So I'd say in those aspects, it's definitely helpful. But um, well, another thing as that is being like assertive. So I don't know the language, and it's you got to be careful, like you said, like to tell you can do it until all of a sudden you do it to the wrong person. But if you show that you're really not going to take shit, don't be disrespectful, but be like, hey, like no, I'm not scared or I'm not like this. Then they're like, oh, okay, or a tip. Like, I'm going to call the embassy? Isn't that a good one to do? Yeah, and that's what I was telling you earlier. So usually, I mean, when you, you get shaken down by police, if you're doing something wrong you did something wrong, I'm not going to say pay off the police, but do what you have to do maybe. Um, a good tip, though, is is I've talked to people here. Apparently, you can just get shaken down. They'll just try to take money out of your wallet. Uh, if they're doing something like that, I'd assume they'd be doing it to, like, a kid alone, like a really drunk gringo maybe has no idea what he's going, like, that's going on, but... Um, get the serial number of, of the cop car. Just try to get anything you can on that specific, what they rolled up in, if they got a badge, anything like that. And take out your phone. Say you're going to call the U.S. Embassy. They hate that more than anything in the world having to do with the bureaucracy above them. So if you start bringing that stuff to... T- and don't be cocky about it. Don't be rude. But it's potentially a, a good trick that, that can come up. Uh, you are just saying, so you've never been patted down. We have another friend here. He's been shaken down a couple times. And so my very first night here, we were shaken down walking home. Once again, I think being able to speak Spanish helped the situation a little bit because the guy comes up to me and I just kind of jokingly say, oh, not your lucky night, buddy. I'm sorry. You're not going to find anything here. As he's patting me down, I'm, I'm kind of cracking jokes. At him. I'm like, oh, yeah, my buddy, on the other hand, take all his clothes off. He might have a little present waiting for you. <laughs> and so uh, one of the cops found that kind of funny. The other one, he was still a little serious with me. But as we get talking a little more, he, he pulls a penny out of my wallet and he's like, what's this? And I go, a penny. He's like, does this have any value? And I go, no, but you can keep it. He's like, why would I want to keep it? I'm like, oh, it's a little memory of your gringo here. And so, I mean, you, you, you play around. And it's not cockiness. It's just a, a confidence around being with them. And 
they don't want to mess with you. They, they don't, yeah, it's, it's a vibe at the end of the day. They don't want to mess with you. They don't want to, I mean, take advantage of you if you're showing them. And it doesn't necessarily, I mean, respect the police at the end of the day, but just be personable with them. And we were on the beach recently, and I was telling you kind of my theory on it, as in everyone sees you as a dollar sign, and they want to sell you. They want to get something from you. And what I try to do right at the start to, like, to establish the frame is flip it on them and try to sell them. You are like, oh, Amiga, like your dress, I, I like it a lot. And, oh, what do you want? Or can you, you want this drink? You want this? I said, Amiga, the only thing I need is your love. You know what I mean? Like, you just flip it on them. They're, they're not used they're to it. They're taking aback. Exactly. I agree entirely. No, that's, that's the last thing they're expecting. Yeah, so that's a big thing is, well, and then act like you know what you're doing. So don't put your phone out, you know, do the stupid stuff, be out in bad areas late at night. Um, you know, just have self-awareness. Like so many people lack awareness because they come here. Like we saw some dudes last night at this bar that were just meatheads, like screaming, drinking. Like obviously you're going to be a target and obviously you don't fit in type deal. So, but I really think for the most part, I, I mean, knock on what I just like to be assertive to these people and not take shit. And just do it not in a, like, oh, fuck you, I'm an American way, but just, yeah. like, dude, this is no, not a stupid old gringo or whatever the term is. Like, we're not playing this game. Like, I, like, I, I just hate – and when you're in these different places, they're trying to get you. They're trying to get something from you. Everything's a negotiation. Everything's a sale. So you just got to be ready for that. And if you don't like the freedom of the negotiation and the chaos and everything you can do in here, then it's not for you. Now, if you want to go to America and play it safe in the comfort zone and go to Walmart and pay what you're supposed to pay on the price tag, go do it. But all this – chaos adds that freedom element wouldn't you say i agree entirely and like you're saying too it's it's the attitude of going into it not just you know being a beta is what comes down to and letting these people steamroll you it's about just maintaining who you are they talked you into that conversation in the first place so get out of it what you want from it it's an opportunity essentially if they're just trying to sell you crap if it's a good looking girl i don't know try to get their number if it's a guy, I don't know, try to get try to get a story, try to get something out of them more than them just trying to take advantage of you as a person. You can always just walk away too. Yeah. I love it. You gotta look at it as a game. Sometimes it does make you hard though. I remember after I got screwed over in, in Cozumel by this scooter company, police had to show up because I said, oh, fuck you, I'm not paying. Like, oh, I'll call the police because that's their, their go-to because they think... You know, the gringo is going to be scared and you're going to go to the Mexican jail. Police guy was very nice, actually. And then it ended up being like, he's like, hey, bro, just just make a deal with them. You don't want to go through the lawyers and all that stuff. So I said, OK, I'll pay with my credit card. So I knew I was going to go right to my bank and dispute it and make him prove it during his holidays because fuck him. I got really pissed off. It was, it was total BS. But anyways, just don't be. Americans are so nice. They want to be liked. So when you walk down Fifth Avenue, some guys can be like, hey, amigo, let me talk to you. Where are you from? Or. They want to make eye contact. Then the next move is to get you towards their shop. Next move gets you in the shop. Now you're already like 75% committed. Then they'll give you a tequila shot. Then they'll tell you their life story. And then you're like, oh, I feel sorry. Like, you're such a nice guy. When in reality, this is his 100 approach today. And Americans, they just, they have this thing about them. They want to be liked. And they're a really friendly country. But like most other world, they don't put up with it. They don't really care they don't need to be liked. They just want to go on with their day type deal. You've seen that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like one of the highest criticisms other countries have towards America is we say thank you too fast and we say I'm sorry way yeah. too fast. So we get caught up in these conversations. That happened to me when I was younger too, like when I was 19, 20 traveling. I didn't really know what I was doing. You get caught up with these people and you feel you owe them something. Yep. And you don't think that essentially to yourself, but deep down you're feeling, Subconsciously. oh, maybe, you know, I, I should give him some out of this. He's, we've been talking so long. I've been wasting his time. Yep. He, got, he got himself there in the first place, yep. or she did, respectively. So, I don't know. It's, you, get it, you get out of it what you put into it at the end of the day. And going back to being grateful, you're talking about how the kids, 
if they want to eat that day, they better sell five bracelets and all that. Every night I've gone out here, I probably had three to four, five to eight-year-old kids come up to my table or come to where I was sitting trying to sell me a bracelet or a knickknack and all that. I mean, like you were saying, we're playing wiffle ball and all that. And then the, the parents are standing on the side putting their kid out there because you know you feel like somewhat sad like oh my god but you got to get over it you know what i mean otherwise you're gonna buy 300 knickknacks and pay 300 percent overpriced what they get it from china from well the second side to that i mean that's a universal trick using you know having a puppy or having you know a cute little child because you just feel that much worse but the minute you start giving your money towards that you're just fueling that fire yeah, and, and, uh, exactly and more people are seeing it and they're going oh boy maybe i'd make more money if i got my kid out yep. here and, I mean, you're just adding to the problem more than anything. That's funny because uh, we were out to uh, lunch because my family came down here. And my mom saw one of those little seven-year-olds come up to him. She's like, oh, my God. Like, okay, yeah, just give him something. We'll take something as, as a memory. And right after that happened, because I, I was trying to tell him, hey, just please don't talk to all these people and let's just go on with our day. Right after I told him that, I'm like, you know you just made it. You gave that girl $5. That's probably what her dad makes, you know, a whole day in the factory. You don't think they're going to send their kid out, like, for 12 more hours every day because of that making that kind of money make their support they're supporting the family she's like oh my god like i didn't think of it like that but you're totally just um supporting the cycle i agree entirely okay hackett um you've been we talked about before you were going since you're about like 19 always kind of making those jumps then you're following your passion with the flight school i mean how have you uh figured this out i'd say like an early age of and taking all these jumps and making all these experiences instead of just you know hey i, I could have stayed at winona got my degree got a normal job instead you went to spain studied there for two years then you find yourself traveling the world and you find yourself in arizona becoming a pilot to continue your passion how do you find your path you know what's some advice for these people that going into 2021 they had a year of reflection in 2020 they're not feeling fulfilled not feeling satisfied how do they get on that that path that it seems like you've you've gotten on the last you know six years i mean exactly I, I, what i'd say is probably exactly what you jake and anybody else who's you know gone abroad to live would say getting out of your comfort zone is where all of it starts in the first place i mean back when i was in spain i was unable to speak the language and everything I, i'd sit on bench just listen to my friends try to talk all day not know it's it's going where you haven't been before and seeing if worst case scenario you don't like it go back to square one go back to what you're at at least you tried you know and especially when you're young too you're in your 20s you got all these cool opportunities and i got some friends right now covid's opened up a lot of neat opportunities for a lot of people unfortunately a lot of people lost their jobs it's closed a lot of borders sure but i have friends that that everything's gone online and they're still just sitting around living a life they don't like like i mean minnesota is a great fit for some people but a lot of people don't like sticking around in the winter and if you don't physically need to be present for your job what are you doing just sitting around if you're not happy with where you're at there's so many opportunities out there like down here for example i just don't see a point in being home if right now i could go online like go out here you know go to a cafe work my stuff all day and within two minutes be at the beach and be doing activity i mean it's, it's finding the activities you love and being able to stay close to them on the other side of that it's getting outside your comfort zone and trying all this new stuff and like i said if it's not fit for you all right you at least try but you can go back to that square one that's fantastic try different things if it don't work go back to square one and this goes into like 
Oh my God, I love watching UFC and I want to get in shape. So go take a Taiwanese boxing class or one of those things. If you love it, you love it. Also, you get great at it. It's a new passion. You're feeling more fulfilled. If you don't, okay, square one. You know, what do I put my time into? I love uh, Fortnite. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to look up how to stream. Don't just look up the research and all that shit. You know, like you actually want to make some money from it. Throw yourself out there. You know, if you get made fun of, who cares? Um, if it works, it works. That's great. If not, you probably learned a skill. You learned how to stream. You learned how to try to make money online, how to set up stuff through there. I love what you said, and it's so true. At least try some shit, because no one tries stuff. They just they, they sit in that comfort zone, and then they cry and bitch about why they're not happy and fulfilled. Try stuff. If it works, it works. If not, you go back to square one. But that's what I like about you a lot. And you can't, we we're talking today. You're like, I don't know if I have anything to offer today you know this last year i've been kind of boring and you know not like it was before and i'm like dude and he said humble perceptions instead of bull perceptions i'm like dude look at you you, you live this travel life you found out your passion you got 500 hours in a flight school you're almost dying every day teaching these kids but i i, I admire how you live i admired what you've done so far and, and i'm glad you came back on here to, to share the wisdom and and you're a good part of this bull perceptions community Oh, and I really appreciate that. It's, it's, it's been fun today, and just in general, it's, it's cool to get back down to Mexico, and it's, it's just a reminder of doing what I like. Like I said, breaking out that Spanish again, just it's, it's stuff that you forget, and there's a nostalgia to it. It's, it's just great. You'll get back to the U.S., and for me personally, I'm sure you'll happen the exact same. You get there, and you spend two, three days, and you just start scheming. What's next? What's the new thing? What's the new adventure? And so, yeah, that's kind of what I've been missing this past year. More than anything, it's, it's just a sense of not knowing what's next. I know what's next. It's, it's, I need to keep building time, getting to the airlines. I'm doing what I like, so I can't complain. But, but find yourself with that goal in mind at the end of the day. What are you really working towards? How are you taking advantage each day to get there? If you're waking up without a purpose, boy, it's, it's just really tough to enjoy yourself. And, and down here, it's, I mean, the, the opportunities are endless. That's a good point. The refreshing thing. I bet this trip was a good refresher for you. You're probably going to go back home with, you know, your shoulders back and, and feel well, I think, because uh, you took a jump. You took another little jump down to here during the COVID, during all this, you know, Christmas holiday stuff. And it's good. I think you got refreshed and you're going into 2021 feeling good. By the end of next year, we're going to have you on and you'll be a pilot, right? That's the goal. Let's hope I can do that for you. I'd hack it. Um, I hope you have a great, this is actually December 31st recorded on, so um, I hope we see each other tonight. I don't know how much drinking I'll do, but I know you guys will have a, a fun time. Ain't that right? Yep, and a happy new year to all the bold perception listeners. Thanks again for having me on. I think I'll have fun with you. All right, guys, take care. Live bold. Yes, I'm a traveling man.